Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Sheila Zielinski Show. Listen, there are just too many reasons to list why you need to become one of my patrons today. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get access to private Q&As with Sheila and friends, commercial-free content, and so much more when you become a patron member. But you know what a better reason to become a member of patron is? Because you're supporting this broadcast and its effort to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you partner with me, you become a part of God advancing his kingdom. And in the end time harvest of souls, that right there is the best reason to get behind this ministry and become one of my patrons. Let me be your voice in this epic end time battle. Become a patron today. The information is there on your screen. If you have not picked up a copy of Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, and It Works, that's not a sales pitch. It's a game changer. No Christian should be without this book. It should be a staple on your bookshelf. So many people reach out to me and tell me how this book is changing their lives. Order a couple copies for the folks in your church and get your pastor. I'd be really curious what your, if your pastor thinks, hmm, not my thing. Because if your pastor's not doing warfare, either get him this book or find a new pastor. I'm serious, folks. Spiritual warfare needs to be going on in the body of Christ. This is not only a great book on offensive warfare, defensive warfare, and powerful deliverance as well. It all ties together. This is a must-have arsenal, so get your copy today. Well, speaking of spiritual warfare and deliverance, I am very excited to jump right into my program. I want to talk about an event that is happening this coming weekend. This is Resurrection Weekend, and I hope, by the way, you listen to my show with John Terrell. It's on podcast and YouTube called Easter, Satan's Favorite Holiday. I know that's a shocking title. One week from this weekend is Pastor Monty and Sharon Mulkey from Western Colorado Church of Deliverance, WCCD.com. They have an incredible weekend coming up. And so, whatever, just another conference, right? Actually, it's not. And I want to talk about why this April 26th weekend is life-changing. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back to the program my good friends, and I'm proud to be a part of their church. It used to be the West Coast Church of Deliverance, and now it is, again, the Western Colorado Church of Deliverance. They didn't lose the acronym. It is just such a pleasure and an honor to have them on the program. It is Pastor Sharon and Monty Mulkey. Welcome back to the program, my friends. Well, it's nice to be back, Sheila. Yeah, it's good to be back on, Sheila. Well, listen, um, the reason I'm, I'm so excited to have you guys on tonight, and this is really, I think this is really an important topic because I would say that every fifth email that I get, and I get hundreds a week, at least I would say one fourth of my emails, this is how it sounds. I really need deliverance. I can't find anybody that does it. And so again, this is a theme. And I also kind of think, Sharon and Monty, that people think they make a phone call, you have a 45 minute Skype session, and you're good to go. So I want you guys to really talk about why a deliverance church and these kind of events that you guys have are so important. Sharon, you want to go first? Okay. Well, one of the things that we've come to realize, because we've been in deliverance, actual deliverance, for over 42 years now. So we have so much experience, but I think our experience uh, gives us an edge 
in helping people. And that's what we do is that we're here to make good things happen for other people. But how do you do that? Being a nurse, I've learned that if you have a wrong diagnosis, if you're not told what's exactly wrong with you, you will never get the right treatment. And most churches and medical field also, in fact, they don't properly diagnose what's wrong with people. Because if you do not accept the fact that there are demons in the world, you are missing a piece of the puzzle. And the puzzle will never come together and you'll never see the picture clearly without adding that last missing piece, which is demons, hence deliverance from demons. Yeah, churches should be offering this you know, every Sunday to their congregations, and of course they're not, and so it's it's hard to find someone that can, can pray. I think a lot of people have a misconception with the how big the problem is or how many demons they got, and so they think that a prayer session, I should be good to go. And I equate it to a lady calling me on the phone and saying, hey, I'm getting married this coming Saturday. I've got a week. Can you help me lose 200 pounds? And that's about as much sense as it, it makes, you know, we're trying to get all your deliverance in one session. It just is not going to happen. I so. think because the gospel has not been preached for so many years, and the gospel is salvation, healing, and deliverance, because there hasn't been true deliverance for so long, people don't even know what they're missing. Yeah. They they don't even see what they're what there should be or can be because it hasn't been before. There's no one to give you that vision or if you don't have that planted in your heart from God, you just don't even know what you're missing. What we find now is that people have been brought up in churches where they don't even know what they're missing. And so you don't go for what you don't know isn't there and you don't know what you don't know. The duty of a pastor is to tell his congregation what they don't know and to help guide and lead them into all truth. And since that hasn't been done for hundreds of years, it's really difficult. People haven't had deliverance, you know. And of course, as Sharon was saying earlier, we've discovered things and what works. And I even did a message one time, who who does get delivered? And why the workshops are so important, to go back to your original question, is because people are linking into like-minded people in deliverance. And instead of being a lone ranger or, you know, doctoring themselves, they can link in. And we say that people really need a workshop like every four months because when you're in this battle, your batteries run down and like every four months seems to be about right. Of course, not always easy to do that. We used to do it every four months, but we don't now. So I tell people, you know, if you come to the workshop, people get to know you and people will pray for their friends because they know you and love you. And so you become part of an army. And so workshops are really good that way by allowing people to, to link in and they start discovering as well as learning more about deliverance and what they need because there's areas they need deliverance in they don't even know that they need deliverance in. And also when people come together, they really strengthen those godly soul ties. And as most folks in Genuine Deliverance know, is that there's hardly anyone to talk to in your hometown or your home state, but you know what is real and what is true. And then you're around a group of people that believe like you, believe the Bible, and that is very strengthening on the inside. And then they go back to their countries, their states, their cities, where they may be the only one 
and there, but they are strengthened. And these godly soul ties are a valuable thing because they minister to people all over the world. You know, you have the demonic soul ties, but you also have the good soul ties that work to continually strengthen each other, even though we're thousands and thousands of miles apart. And that's very valuable. Yeah. Well, for example, we've got, I think she's a, a friend of yours that's up in Canada. For over a year, she's linking into our conference call on Sunday mornings, having church with us. But every Sunday, she gets a little bit more deliverance. And she constantly is updating me with emails like, oh my gosh, this last message was just, and it's been over a year and a half. She said, I can't tell you how much my life has changed just because I've linked in with you. And even though we're not physically there to pray for, we need the teaching, the truth, the water of the word to supplement the getting deliverance. The Christian mentality is kind of always goes back to the instant prayer line. I'll, I'll stand up and get prayer in this healing line, but it never really works because you need disciples, you need the Word of God to teach you, you need everything that church provides. So we also set up programs such as the monthly tapes and things that people can begin to move forward in deliverance. Outside of moving to a deliverance church, it's the only thing that I know that can help people in the walk. You know, there's certain things that is not going to be as good as if you go in person. It's almost like going to a concert. It's one thing to watch it online, but it's totally different. I think that's important, number one. And the second thing is, listen, if people are really sick, they would do whatever it took to get out. And go. it's like, how much priority do you give this? Making excuses like, oh, it's a flight and I might have to stay in a hotel. Well, get over it. Because if you had cancer, it wouldn't matter what it costs to get to that cancer clinic. Would yeah, it? exactly. And, and it does cost something. But this is what Sharon and I did when we were 21. We moved from Montana to Chicago. It was the only way we were going to get deliverance. And it worked, but we had to pay the price. But it's like going to college. You can go move there or you can take it by conference. But it really takes a pretty disciplined person to get a college degree online. Another area, too, that coming to workshops, people aren't aware of the resistance that they encounter from the enemy when they decide that they're going to move forward and start getting deliverance, come to a workshop or listen to CDs or getting online. There's so much resistance that unless people plan for a workshop, get the days off, whatever, by the time they get there, there'll be 20 different things the devil will throw into their life to stop them from getting there. I mean, even our own people have a hard time getting to church on Sunday morning and they believe in it and they want to, but they still get constantly attacked like, oh, you're too tired, you shouldn't go, and it's nonstop with the devil, the resistance. And so you have to push through that and uh, set your face like Flint to say, I'm going, come hell or hot water. I think one of the most interesting things that I would like to share is that deliverance isn't just casting out evil spirits. One of the things that the Lord has really done with us is He has shown us things to come that are coming in the future that aren't here yet, but He wants to deliver His people of it before 
so that they um, can resist it and hold against it. And I'll give you an easy example is many years ago, I talked on vaccines and what the agenda was behind vaccines. And that's when kids only maybe had to take five or six at that time. And now they're up to, they want to get up to 50. So it's preemptive. God wants to prepare us for the evil that is coming in the future. Another one we did, and I could not understand why God was telling me, I want you to teach on cannibalism. Exactly. God had me teach on that. And there was not even the national outcry of cannibalism until after I preached that message, then it burst forth. Now, the next one, ones we're going to talk at this workshop about is euthanasia and how the chronic pain and the opioid supposed opioid epidemic is playing into the depopulation. So God always has us bring the message and the topic for the people to get deliverance before they are thrown into situations that could destroy them. And God does this every workshop. God, it says in his word, I will show you things to come. And he has. There's so many people whose lives haven't been destroyed by cancer or car wreck or destruction, whose marriages haven't blown up because they've come to a workshop and they've gotten deliverance on those things and never had to go through the heartache of all those things. And that's what God would rather do is deliver us so that we don't have to have all of these destructive things come upon us. God warns us and he alerts us of what's coming ahead so that he can deliver us so that we will be able to stand. And that's something that a lot of people may not understand. Another hurdle that I see a lot of people going through as they start to approach deliverance is that they have to make a choice. It's like they've been going to their favorite restaurant, you know, but all it serves is french fries and coffee, but they really want to eat a steak. And sooner or later, they they have to figure it out. Well, then you have to go to the restaurant that serves steak. You can't keep going to the same one. It's people's freedom of choice, but it's really hard to tell people, well, it just seems to take forever for some people to get untangled angled from from the first church of the world. Yeah. Well, and there's there's so many reasons for that. I mean, even if you just talk about food, a lot of people if they have just grown up on GMO or junk food, their nervous system doesn't even compute good food. You give them a plate of good food and they go, I don't like this. It doesn't taste good. So, I mean, I think that's the first work that God has to do in people is change their taste buds. I did a real good message on spiritual famine. And you know, after a time when people have gone without food, they don't even want food. And I think that the church in America especially has eaten cotton candy. They're used to sugar, sugar highs, and that's one of the It's a stronger addiction than heroin, and that's what churches have been feeding on. But then, if you even take away that sugar, and they won't eat good food, even if it's placed in front of them, they don't even (laughs) hunger and thirst after righteousness. Like the scripture says, they will hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that's a spirit that we loose on people so that they will begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness because it is not in them to do it. We have so many people that start out and they don't like the meat of the word. And so one month, two months, three months down the road, it's like, I don't like what you're preaching because it's opposite of what they believe. So they just get offended and quit instead of hearing us through. 
Well, gee, there's no spirits of offense, are there? <laughs> well, like Sharon said, there's so much famine in the land for the word of God. There's so many cotton candy, sugar-coated churches. The gospel's being watered down, dumbed down, shut down. You know, and this is a thing. The churches are so anemic that they don't even know when they're getting sound doctrine. A lot of these, I mean, look at Jesus calling and all these things that I've exposed. Why are these things popular, these doctrines of devils? Well, because people aren't reading their Bible. You know what? Like the bankers say, banking fraud, you have to study. They want you to study the dollar bills. Oh, look at that. That's a real one. This is a fake. Why is there so much fraudulent doctrines of devils going on? Because people don't know the real gospel. And plus, they're not getting deliverance. It is amazing to me. A guy said to me, oh, Sheila, come on. You see a demon under every rock. I said, no. No, no, I usually see more than one. But I guess that brings up my next point, Monty and Sharon is, well, and I'll let you tackle this one, Sharon. Why are churches, in your opinion, not doing deliverance? This is just us girls and us talking. Is they are so afraid of deliverance because they know what's inside them will be revealed. Uh -huh. And deliverance does that. Boy, it separates the sheep from the goats. And I'm it telling does. you, those pastors know there's something wrong or phony about them in inside and they know that if they get in deliverance it's going to be exposed but Sheila I'm telling you and Wynn said the very same thing he said yeah. they are so afraid of having what's inside them exposed they won't touch it with a 10-foot pole Mm, good answer. Well, and let's not forget, too, there, there's a great cost when you're on the front lines and you are making a powerful impact in the kingdom of darkness. There is a cost. And a lot of people, it's too great of a cost. The comments I get, well, I started doing spiritual warfare and all hell broke loose. Um, gee, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that. I was going to share. Jesus said there, the pearl of great price is likened unto the kingdom of heaven, which he also said deliverance is the kingdom of heaven. And it's not salvation. Salvation can't be the pearl because you have to buy it. And salvation can't be bought. But it says it costs the person hit it in the field. And I did a whole sermon on it. But it costs you everything in life to actually go after the pearl, which is deliverance or you could say anything that you want from God. There's a price to it that way, even though, so it is a scriptural teaching. But on the other hand, Monty, there's a cost to it, but deliverance gives you things you can never buy. Right. It, put, uh, it put our marriage together. It gave me the ability to have children. It gave me peace. It gave us the life we have. We should have been divorced, fighting, probably God well, only knows what. You know, people say deliverance costs so much, but you know, it gave me everything in life. Right. Well, that that's what wanted, the pearl you know? is. Yeah, right. the pearl was great, had such great value that it was worth giving everything for. And I don't think people see the connection there that, yes, by going through and deliverance, and it may be hard, <laughs> that's the way you get what you really, really want. You know, True. peace of mind, love, joy, 
all the things that are really valuable. And I, yeah. I don't think that's presented to people maybe enough. Yeah, that's a really good point, Sharon. And and let's not forget the other thing is that there just is not a lot of deliverance churches, period. That just is the reality out there. And, you know, I've listened to people pray and it is frightening. I've been invited to speak and, you know, I'll ask somebody to pray and it's kind of like, well, dear God, it's just a little old me and I know you probably don't care. And, you know, I know I'm taking your time and I just wish you could maybe heal me if you can get around to, you know, and it's like, dear God, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me because they don't know their power and authority. You know, and I hate to say it, but even God is doing a face palm, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it's really sad, isn't it, Sheila? Because I think one of my favorite messages in the last couple of years, basically, it's like, you know, taking God to work with you and totally transforming your workplace. And God had me do that when we moved out here. I moved into a situation. I worked my last job for over 20 years. I came into a whole new situation out here. And God, through the power of binding and loosing alone, totally changed the facility I'm working at. And that's the power of God. And see, so if everybody would just do that wherever they're at, that's how we're the salt of the earth. And that's how our light shines. And instead of having a big ministry, why don't you just bind and loose wherever God has put you and change wherever you are? Sheila, in every community, there is child trafficking, there's drugs, there's prostitution, there's corrupt governments, there's Agenda 21 in every city. City in every country yeah. like you like you know so well about and uh, there's just enough rotten corruption in our own country that if we would just start taking authority this is where you work this is where you live that's what God wants to see and that's how we change the world is you just change the part of the world you're in and pretty soon a lot of it gets changed but right. uh, that principle hasn't been followed the battle that we're involved in when people come to us for deliverance it's, it's actually two different fronts or two things we have to accomplish one is praying deliverance for them but number two is they also have to be taught how to fight or do the warfare because i'm not going to be with them all the time and so they have to learn how to fight their own demons so yes we pray for people but that does no good if they don't learn how to fight back because they're going to go home and the devil's going to jump on them in the nighttime. And if they don't learn how to fight, their freedom will never be there either. So this is something that people have a hard time with too. They have to learn how to do their own battles. And so you have to connect to somebody who can teach you how to fight. A lot of people don't want to fight their own battles. They want somebody to do it for them, though. Yes. And, you know, that was um, that example was in Scripture of the guy, Simon, Simon the Sorcerer, one of the founders of the Catholic Church, basically. He always would say, pray for me, pray for me. And that is one classic sign of witchcraft. They want you to do all their praying. And that is a red flag. I guess this is what, you know, we've been led to do and God has used our life is to equip the saints with tools that work. And we have the time on our side that proves these tools work. They're not pie in the sky. They're not, I mean, these tools work that God has, you know, shown Monty and I. The other thing that is so fascinating and wonderful about deliverance and getting in with a group is like how about mindfulness 
How many people have been taught that mindfulness is a very good thing? You pay attention to that. Mindfulness comes out of the Buddhist religion. Mindfulness is totally demonic. Or how about multitasking? Oh, you should learn to do more than one thing at a time. Well, you know, multitasking, people who multitask usually have dementia because they are shattering their brain and actually destroying their brain by multitasking all the time. And see, God exposes all of the faulty beliefs that we're surrounded by and delivers us from them. So uh, there are so many things. What about sibling rivalry? Can you get along with your brothers and sisters? Can you get along with your parents? Can you get along with the people at work? See, this is the things that deliverance touches. Carolyn did another fabulous message called sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. So if you have these spirits of sibling rivalry, I don't care how born again you are, how many tongues you speak in, it's going to make it very difficult for you to live at peace with your own family. And Monty has done many, many messages on relationships and um, But see, this is what deliverance is really about. It's the problems that we face every day and how how to get along with your kids, on and on. And I think we've got over a thousand messages just on how to live life successfully and then get rid of the demons if it is caused by a demon so that you can have that life that Christ wants us to have. And sometimes it's not a demon. Sometimes you're just a jerk. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you guys a little story that I encountered that was shocking. And then I was I was stunned to learn this. So when my father passed away in December of a brain tumor, cancerous brain tumor, you know, my sisters and I got along always, always quite well. And we, you know, really went through a lot of healing in the last couple of years. The three sisters, we lost our brother as well to uh, a vaccine. And then my mom became a quadriplegic with a Tamiflu vaccine. There's no one that is against big pharma and vaccinations and stuff like yeah. that. But And then I learned that this is a very common thing. When somebody in a family dies, I can't believe all the strife and the division and the discord and the, the craziness with wills. And I want that ring that dad had. And it is just a, a sideshow. What happened? even within my own family and that is heartbreaking yeah it is we see this a lot and in the field that i work with and uh, carolyn works a lot in hospice we see this all the time and the other thing that happens is if you don't pray over the demons that are in your family person that's dying they're going to come into whoever they want in the family. Sure. So that's why you have to bind those demons to their bones and they're not going into any of the other family members because we know cases of where the son, sober as sober could be, his alcoholic father died almost instantly. This man turns into an alcoholic. Why? Well, see, those demons had gone into him. But see, a lot of these things are latent. What I mean is latent is they're hidden and they're laying low in people and they have no idea they're there until the situation comes and then it blows everything up. And this is where I I say by consistently listening to the messages and, and God wants to deliver people of those kinds of things they don't even know are there so that it doesn't blow up later yeah. that's a great example sheila yeah it about is. the families mm-hmm. yeah it definitely begin you know like the giant sequoia trees in california that's what people look and see oh i've got this problem and it, it just sticks up and everybody sees it and i want to get prayer on that and they don't realize that well we've got a, a whole forest of shrubbery and everything else that we have to go through to even get up to that tree before we could lay an axe to it. And then 
even once you you spend maybe months to get to the tree that they originally wanted to get delivered from, then you got to start cutting it down. Well, imagine trying to cut it down a, a giant sequoia with nothing but an axe. And so that's kind of a parable of people's deliverance. And what they want to get delivered of first often is way down God's list. And he said, well, you know, I will get there, but I have to take care of all these other things. Your heart has been wrong toward me in these 20 things. And so he begins to correct a person's life and they have to repent. They have to ask again, all these different things before they ever get to the very thing that they thought they wanted the most. Well, you know, the scripture says the Sadducees and Pharisees always cleaned the outside of the cup. And Christ <laughs> mm-hmm. said, let's work on the inside. And that's what true deliverance does is it works on your heart. It goes for those heart attitudes. And true deliverance goes deep and does heart surgery. And it's out of the heart, the mouth speaks and the thoughts and intents. And that's what defiles a man. And so that God said, okay, I'm going to answer all your prayers. I'm going to start doing heart surgery on you. And so we're not worried about the outside. Because if you deal with the heart, all of a sudden, the outside starts to look a lot better. But some people don't understand that that God's going for your heart. I tell people, you know, if you would entrust me with your life, your attendance, either personally here or by correspondence, for three years, it will change everything in your life. Your health will get better. Your finances will get better. Your relationships get better. Your your spiritual walk and journey, everything comes along with that as you take on the principle of line upon line, little by little, and that's how God does things. Uh, Again, you can't lose 200 pounds, which is probably the average person's demonic state. You're not going to lose it in a phone call. You know, and the other thing that God wants while he's working on your heart is a relationship with the person. God wants a relationship with you. And a lot of people want to do things for God or go places for God. And God just wants that relationship with you. And that's what really gets brought out and developed when you go through the hard times. Deliverance causes you to run to Jesus and get to know him. And that's the fruit, a real fruit of deliverance is that you know him and then you begin to really love him. Then when you love him, everything flows out of that. And, and let's not forget, God's people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. So the, a lot of this it's is good. you bring in the knowledge, you get that deliverance, and those two just go so hand in hand. And I think this is really important because, I mean, we say this all the time. It sounds cliche, but deliverance is the children's bread. I was just thinking that. Yeah. And, and you know about bread? Jesus could have used a different example. He could have said deliverance is the children's marriage or funeral or something that only indicated once or twice, but he said it's bread, something that's needed daily, continually. You know, in psychology, they used to use a word, we're peeling back the layers of the onion. But listen, if anything peels the 200 pound layers of the onion, it's deliverance. It's not psychotherapy. It's not sitting on a couch. And and Sharon, you mentioned something important. Those family line spirits, those familiar spirits that operate mm-hmm. down the generationally inherited familiar spirits. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. just don't get it that they even come in with already a boatload of stuff. Oh, it's so fascinating, and it would be fun to do a show on fetal development and everything that comes in in different times. I mean, that's just fascinating to me, but... Inherited emotional patterns. Yeah, (laughs) and 
oh, just all the other things. It's fascinating. Deliverance does what nothing else can do. I know Monty just uh, gave a message on anxiety and the shattered mind. And people don't realize that the world tells you to cope with it. It get, tells you ways to cope with things where deliverance gets rid of it. So if you get rid of it, a spirit of anxiety on your mind, then you'll be more peaceful. If you get some anxiety and fear out of your heart, you won't have the tachycardia and the arrhythmias and so many other things. And when you get the demon out, you don't have to cope anymore. I like the way that it was explained to us. It's like we're trying to hold down all these balls, like in a kid's swimming pool. But, you know, we can't do it. They're going to be popping up here or there because we cannot hold down all the balls. And deliverance comes and it starts taking the balls out of that swimming pool so that we don't have to work so hard to cope with all the things that are in our life. And you can't cope with a demon. He's going to come up sometime and really try to ruin your life. What I say personally to people is when they say, you know, well, my life uh, has a lot of problems, but I just don't believe in the whole demon thing. I can't really seem to get anything going. I can't, you know, my life has a lot of problems. I just can't figure out what's going on, but I don't believe in demons. And I say, well, how's that working out? But anyway, listen, um, in the waning part of the show, I, don't, I know you guys have limited time here. I want you to give people all the details about this weekend coming up, April 26th, 27th, 28th. My friend Carla is going to be there, the co-author of my book. My friend, Mark Sellers, who you heard on the program yesterday, is going to meet my other friend, Mark, both from Colorado. One's a sheriff, one's a minister. They're going to meet each other at Sharon Montes this weekend. I'm really excited about that. Mark is the head of SWAT for Colorado, so I want to say hi to Mark and Mark. And I don't mean Marky Mark. This isn't the Wahlberg Christmas... Okay, so Sharon and Monty, give out all the details for this incredible weekend and why people need to get out to this. Okay, okay. Sure. Monty, I'll let you do that part, but I just want to interject here that we are living in perilous times and we have all of these radioactive nuclear waste sites and they are planning through earthquakes and however else they can do it to disrupt these radioactive sites to put all this radioactive material into the air. What are you going to do when that happens? God wants to prepare us for these horrific things that are going to come on the United States and the world and with this Agenda 21. It's critical and people, God has answers and he yeah. wants to prepare us. And that's what's important about the weekend is he wants to prepare us for everything yeah. that's coming. You know, a friend in deliverance is a friend for life. And I should say a friend for eternity. <laughs> and there's just something there that it's hard to describe, but once you have it, you'll just be friends for life. So, honey, give him the yeah, detail. He, he really does, because you don't know that this could be the last workshop possible for you to attend. If things get disrupted by whatever means, then you wouldn't be able to get to one in the future. We never know if we're going to have another one because we don't know the future. We try to plan for it. But anyway, as you stated, Sheila, our workshops is coming up the 26th through the 28th. We're starting on Friday morning at nine o'clock and our schedule is kind of goes, we have two messages in the morning and that pretty much takes the morning. We break for lunch 
and we come back in the afternoon and do at least two more messages, and then we'll have a, a deliverance prayer time. By the time we get done with that, it's the evening time, and so we break for supper, and we come back and have another message and another round of deliverance. And people are surprised how fast the weekend goes, but we do that same program Friday and Saturday, and then again Sunday. It's a little different program, but there'll just be one prayer session, and we'll wrap up late afternoon for o'clock, five o'clock, time we get done praying for Sunday. But if something happens and people say, well, I can't be there at nine in the morning, I said, well, when can you be here? I mean, come for as much as you can. God knows, and we understand that sometimes people can't make the whole workshop, but they can make uh, Friday. And we've had people that come in for only Sunday morning, and God gave them lots of deliverance because he knew their schedule. So all of it's important. And we do record it so that it's available on, on good quality CD for people to have and study. Um, this workshop, we're holding it at the Holiday Inn hotel setting. It's going to be a little bit better than what we've had previously. People can actually get here, not even have to rent a car. They can get picked up at the airport and they'll take them anywhere they need to go during the lunchtime or whatever. So that that's a, an added plus. But if they're wondering how to get in, just send me an email. Visit our website, wccd.com. Drop me a line or, or send in a registration form that's on there. Don't worry about the dates. It's on the form. Just write the date on it by hand, 26th or 28th, and we'll try and get that fixed by next workshop. But, you know, if you can make the whole workshop, you'll get a lot of blessings out of it, a lot of uh, a lot of good things happen. Every workshop's a little bit different, but they're powerful. You learn a lot, and you become part of the army, which is just, it's its priceless. It's invaluable. I don't know how to put terms on it when you start meeting like-minded people. Yeah, that yeah. is so true. Well, folks, you heard that. It is West Coast Church of Deliverance. That's WCCD.com. It's up there on your screen. I'm looking forward to great reports coming back from Colorado, Monty and Sharon. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the program and look forward to all the great testimonies coming out of next weekend. Sheila, I just want to share with you how many calls we get and they say we heard you on Sheila Zielinski. I, I just want you to know that your efforts are not in vain and as much harassment as you get, God is getting the word out to the, the people he wants to because over and over we're hearing, I heard you on Sheila Zelensky. Yeah. One lady yeah. called in and said, well, I was cured of cancer. I mean, just <laughs> listening, but they heard us on your show. So I just yeah. really want you to be encouraged, Sheila, yeah. okay? Amen. We had three visitors last week that all came because of your show. Well, praise the Lord. That excites me and I am encouraged because people are getting deliverance is what that means. So that's exciting. And you know what else is exciting? To think about what's going to happen with all these people this weekend. I cannot wait to hear the testimonies. I'd love to just have a show on that. Like I said before, if you have to get out in a planes, trains, automobiles, get out to this right now. Go to WCC.com. It's up on your screen right now. Monty and Sharon, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being a good friend of the program. Your longtime ministry is so important to me and, and to many others out there listening. Thank you so much for what you do. And also thanks for coming on the program today to talk about this. God bless. Okay. Well, you're welcome. Thanks, Shayla. 
It was a blessing and honor. God bless. Folks, that was Sharon and Monty Mulkey from Western Colorado Church of Deliverance. What else can I say? Get out there this weekend. Hey, and I want to remind you guys all of something real quick here in the last part of the show. Do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints. You're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please, again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much for that, folks. We'll see you soon, guys. Good night, and God bless you.